Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, although ebooks are cheaper than physical copies, for libraries, they're more expensive. To explain why that is, it's a bit of a head-scratcher. Cahill McCauley, President of the Library Association of, uh, Association of Ireland, joins us now. Good afternoon, Cahill. Good afternoon, Sean, and thanks so much for having me on. Has this been a, an issue with you for some time? It has really been, Sean. I suppose from the start, I want to say, in case people might think uh, libraries are a bit old-fashioned or something, we love uh, e-books. Libraries love e-books. We have hundreds of thousands of e-books. In my case, at Manute University Library, we have more e-books than print books, and public libraries would have, would have thousands of e-books as well. And they're fantastic. They're really good for readers, particularly any reader that, for example, might have an issue with using um, you know, a print book for whatever reason. And, of course, they came into their own during covid uh, when libraries were either had to close for a while or were on restricted access in terms of physical access, but we were able to provide lots of services online, including e-books. But what really happened then was it exacerbated a problem that had been growing for some time, but really now has become a serious one, as we call it now, has become a bit of a crisis for libraries. Because essentially now, um, e-books are so popular, they went up 260% uh, in terms of usage during COVID, that we now want to give citizens what they want, but increasingly we face a number of problems with them. The first problem actually, Sean, we're actually not, not, not even offered e-books a lot of the time. Academic publishers will offer us e-books uh, about 10% of the time when there is a print copy, and public uh, uh, public library publishers will often uh, offer a book as, as little as 30% of the time. So the first block is they won't even offer them to us. Right. Um, if they do offer to us, then unfortunately the costs are pretty scandalous. So an e-book typically costs between three and ten times uh, the price of the print copy. But we have uh, some data or examples of e-books costing up to 20 times the copy of the print book. Um, and uh, another issue associated with that is we're not even, for that a lot of the time, we're not even buying the actual book. What we're doing actually is licensing it. So we don't own the book like we own a print book and we can yeah. put it on the shelf and have it forevermore. We have that for a period of time or a number of loans. They put all these strange terms and conditions on them. And quite often what they do is then they increase these, uh, the cost of these licenses uh, quite arbitrarily and sometimes, you know, to us with no clear rationale. There was a sh- particularly shocking example last November where one publisher increased um, th- their cost by 400%. Now, uh, you know, on this station and all across the media recently, there's been a lot of discussion about price increases and cost of living, but I haven't heard a figure like that anywhere else. Um, so that's that's the kind of stark challenge now that that, that libraries are facing. Uh, now, and when we say publishers, are we kind of talking about not smaller publishers, but like the so-called big five? Exactly, and that's one of the really interesting things. Our research found, Sean, that the uh, publishers that 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 apply the most egregious uh, terms, conditions, and price models are the large publishers. And I think sometimes people think, you know, that the big publishers are part of some sort of nice, you know, you know, almost cottage industry. The reality is, is that publishing is a massive billion-dollar business. It's right up there with recorded music and just a bit smaller than cinema. And, um, you know, last year alone in, in the US, the book sales have been $1.5 billion. Um, and yet they still feel the need to restrict access to uh, libraries to their ebook uh, content. And then when they do uh, decide to provide access, as I said, on, uh, sometimes 70% of the time or less, uh, it's at very, very difficult terms and conditions. And that really has become an existential issue for libraries because we want to give our citizens and our readers what they want. And if the publishers won't give us access to the content in a way that's never happened before, print, you know, it really endangers the role of the library in the digital age. I assume, Carl, this isn't just Irish libraries who are experiencing this. No, no, this is an international issue. And in fact, the inspiration for the ebook SOS, which is the hashtag that we use now on Twitter for the campaign, came from uh, colleagues in the UK who actually led out on this, affected by the same issue. And since we've started working with them, we've also uh, connected with co- 
colleagues in Germany and in the uh, US. And we had a seminar uh, here, online seminar, obviously because of COVID, unfortunately, in January. And to be very clear from the feedback received, this is an international issue. So it's very clearly a business model and an approach to e-books that is, uh, you know, being decided at the very highest level within these publishing companies and is having a really serious impact on libraries' ability to meet our citizens' information. Mm. When you buy, uh, if a library purchases a physical book, is that usually at full price? Um, no, quite often we, we get them, in fact, at, at a discount because if you can imagine, we buy an awful lot of books mm. um, and uh, we do an awful lot to help, uh, you know, with, with authors and book sales because, for example, we host author events. Quite often people will still ask their librarian to recommend a book and we're very happy to do so. And we also pre-purchase a lot of books. So before a book is even, you know, commonly available maybe on retail, we'd have ordered them already to have them in our libraries. So, uh, again, it's a very big difference between that and the, and the approach to taking uh, two e-books. Uh, but at this stage, and with the popularity, which they were delighted to see, people reading in any format, um, but it, it has got to the point now where we really felt we needed to um, alert uh, people mm. to this problem and uh, work to get something done about it. Uh, no, I mean, and, and they're not here to explain why they're doing this. Uh, so I'm just kind of scratching my head here trying to figure out why they're doing it. I, I, is the trend of play, so to speak, Cahal, that uh, eventually people will read far more e-books than physical books and this is a kind of a move to anticipate that? Um, well, the jury is sort of out on that, uh, Sean, to be honest, because while e-books definitely, as said, came into their own and there was a massive... Uh, more than 200% increase during COVID for obvious reasons. The, the print book, which has long been, uh, you know, uh, 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 sent to the grave by some commenters, is still quite popular and, of course, has many, many advantages, including you can send it to your friend after you're finished with it and so on. Mm. Um, but there certainly is a growing popularity, of course, around e-books, and libraries very much, as I said, you know, are happy to supply them. When we do supply thousands of them, but what we are noticing is that this, you know, is becoming increasingly difficult and unsustainable in terms of the pricing and the terms and conditions that publishers are attaching to them. Yeah, it's a bit it, at the same as anybody listening would know the the price of an you know if if book X is published tomorrow, invariably the ebook version of it is cheaper than the than the physical copy. So and and given that they're doing that for the general market, it's kind of baffling why they specifically would be charging higher than that to libraries. Do you have any idea why they're doing this? No, they, we've, we, we, we have sought rationales uh, for, uh, to explain both the pricing and the terms and conditions, Sean, and it's been very uh, hard to come by, I can tell you, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, so the, uh, quite often the statements that accompany these price increase announcements and so on are full of you know, management jargon and so on about strategic decisions and all the rest of it. <laughs> but there's no real clear rationale because not only, if you think about it, are there, um, uh, you know, massive sales to libraries in terms of the, the amount of content we've purchased. But of course, it's a lot cheaper to send us an e-book down the internet than yeah. to ship it around the place and so on. So it really is quite baffling. And I think it really is, a, I suppose, there's a general shift, uh, you know, in digital culture, which is a concern to people not only things and to licensing things. And I think sometimes people don't really think about the consequences of that in terms of ownership. As I said, you know, that the, for example, some of our e-books, what happens is after you have, after they've been loaned 25 times, then the publisher makes us rebuy them. So that would never, if for example, with a print copy, we would have that, you know, forever more unless mm. something, you know tragic happened. But they actually limit uh, the usage and so on of these ebooks in this way. So it really, from there, I think, is seen as uh, a cash cow that they want to exploit as much as possible. 
Um, but that's certainly not in the interest of libraries, and it's particularly not in, 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 the, in, the, inter- in the interest of citizens and taxpayers. I mean, ultimately, the, I have to say, the government here have been very good in their support for libraries. So because of these trends during COVID, twice they provide additional funding to libraries to um, purchase additional e-books. Um, but really, at this stage, you know, it, 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 it's a case of, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're putting bad money after good in terms of... Uh, the unsustainability of the, both the price increases, but also really important, the the uh, terms and conditions that are applying to them. Uh, the uh, and is there any consistency among those big five publishers as to the, the kind of terms and conditions and pricing structure that they're applying, or does it vary? It does vary, and that's another challenge because you really don't know what uh, you know uh, next catch is going to be. Um, now, of course, they will say it's very important that they do that because otherwise, uh, you know, I guess they could be accused of. Uh, acting like a cartel and so on. Uh, so I'm sure they wouldn't want to be accused of that. But certainly uh, there are similarities in terms of uh, the behaviours around price increases and the, ter- the restricted terms and conditions, but they do tend to all apply them um, in different ways. And that actually is another confusing factor, Sean, because sometimes we have to explain to our readers then, you know, why maybe you can't access that. Sometimes, for example, they sell those uh, books that can only be accessed by one person at a time. Other times they sell us books that can be accessed by three people. And sometimes said we have these disappearing books that will... Um, vanish after 25 loans and quite often with no warning or they would just simply decide the following year that they're not going to make that particular title available uh, as an e-book and they're going to withdraw it. So it really does give them a level of control over a library's collection which is really uh, goes against the basic principles of what most people would understand the library to be. Now I'm sure it's on time here but the, the, those terms and conditions do they vary from title to title by which I mean with the stricter terms and conditions apply to the more popular books? Uh, they can do, but it's usually from it's usually publisher to publisher. I would say rather than title to title, a publisher has a particular approach yeah, right. to it. Uh, but uh, but certainly we would notice in academic areas disciplines that would often have very expensive textbooks like medicine and law and so on. It's particularly difficult to get e-books, or it's difficult to get them with decent terms and conditions, uh, where it might be easier to get you know uh, a novel or something like that. That's very strange. Cahal, thank you very much for uh, speaking with us today. That was Cahal McCauley there, President of the Library Association of Ireland. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We'll take a break. Back in a couple of minutes. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.